You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 49 of Psychotic and Iconic. Thank you to everybody that's tuning in with us. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and do so. I'm Pauls. I'm here along with my co-host, Nick Nick Theories, Mikey P, and Philly Phil. He's actually not with us tonight because he's away on work. Uh, but we're still going to rock out because our backup tech director, Mikey P, is on the sticks. Uh, Mikey, yeah, I just, baby. You just did that on a blank screen right there, thanks to your boy. Uh, that's all right. You're learning. Progress. But we're good now. They can see your beautiful face, all right? That's all that matters. Yours, yours, too. Yours, too. Look at that beautiful beard lined up. What a beautiful man. There it is. <laughs> there it is. We got Where combination we going? going on here. So, uh, how's everybody doing? Hanging in, brother. How about yourself? It's playoff time, man. It's the playoffs? The yeah. Playoffs. Yeah, tonight should be rather interesting. All right, well, I'm oh. going to take it from here. Are we, are we good? We ready to go? Everybody good? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to talk some shit. I was born ready. You know the drill, guys. So, the Iconic and Iconic Sports Podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks, your home for daily fantasy sports. New users who sign up for Prize Picks today using the promo code ICONIC will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That is promo code ICONIC. Prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. Also, we're live on PropsHQ.com tonight, the Props Network. Be sure to subscribe to our show there to keep up with the latest P&I news, our episodes, and live streams, okay? Next week, guys, you know it's the playoffs, so our Monday show, since the Rams-Cardinals game is on Monday night, we're moving our Monday show to Tuesday. So next week, Tuesday, Thursday, 8 p.m., you know where to find us, all right? Every platform, pretty much, all right? Tonight's show, though, you know the drill. Wild card round. NFL's been fucking wild this season, all right? Let's get right into it. Here we go. Do it, boys. <laughs> you hear that shit? Ready. Born. I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. <laughs> I like that. I'm a freak. Very, very motivated. How was that? Pauls. Nick, how'd that sound in the studio? You hear that? You hear the football in there? It didn't come through my earphones. It came through the headphones. <laughs> I heard it. It was good, though. I was rocking. You go. It. We're you practicing. Go. We're practicing. Yo. Yeah. We're right. 
surprise. I actually have a surprise little topic here because this news happened today, okay? Before we get into the actual games, David Coley was fired by the Houston Texans. Okay? Fired today. He went 4-13 and in his only season as the Houston Texans head coach. So this is going to be a facts or cap segment right here. All right? You ready for this? David Culley getting fired by the Houston Texans was the right move for the franchise. Facts or caps? Paul's take it away. I think that's cap. Honestly, I don't know. I thought he did an all right job, uh, you know, considering the circumstances. No Deshaun Watson, none of that. I mean, I know he went 4-13, but what was the point of firing him? I just, I don't, I just, I don't get it. I, and Davis Mills was playing well to end the year. So, I don't, I just didn't understand that. That felt like a panic move to me. Um, unless, you know, the whole Brian Flores is going to convince Deshaun Watson to stay. That could be the only angle I thought of. But, I don't know. I didn't like the move, to be honest. Nick Theories. Consistent. It's very consistent. If Joe Judge got fired for the same exact reasons, then, yeah, he should be gone, too. They're not for the same reasons. Why? Because he didn't have Deshaun Watson. He didn't no. have a quarterback. Yeah. And he had, and oh, he didn't sounds run a, like he Joe didn't, Judge, huh? He didn't run. No, 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 no. Because David Cole was like, that sounds team. like Joe Judge to me. No, 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 no. no. Season. Joe Judge made it two seasons. In one, and in one of his seasons, he ran a quarterback sneak on third and nine from his own twenty. Full of injuries. What did you want that man to do? So yeah, uh, it, the guy went four and thirteen. So yeah, he should be, he should be fired. 13. What do you want? What do you want me to say up here? You want me to say, oh yeah, he should he should stay like four and thirteen. Uh, like I see a bright future with 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 no quarterback. I mean, if we're gonna hold Joe Judge to the same standard, we gotta hold other people to the same standard. No, no. It's Why not? It's the same thing. It's, it's the two same different scenarios. Thing. They don't have a quarterback. None of them have a quarterback. Uh, let me tell you what I think, guys. I, think I don't get major it. major cap major. This team. We went into the season thinking this team might not even win a game. Okay, no Deshaun Watson, and they got rid of everybody. This is the worst roster in football, unquestionably, like historically bad. And not only did they, like, A, they they won four games, which I can't even believe. B, they were competing in just about every game this year. Okay, I mean, yeah, did they get blown out a handful of times? Sure, but David Coley had these guys playing hard. Till the very end, they played for this guy. They responded, and and not for nothing, Texans fans were ripping the move. That should tell you enough, right there. The panic move—that's all it was. I mean, you know, David Culley wasn't running a clown show. It's just crazy to me because, like, but what did he accomplish to keep his job? What was different between him and Joe Judge? What was different? If somebody uh, tell me yeah. what was different, he at least had a signature win. He had Joe no Judge expectations. Never had Joe Judge had had to had to take this team to the playoffs. That was the expectation when you hire a coach for the football giants. No signature wins happen in the playoffs. They don't happen in the regular season when you go four and thirteen. Just because you have like one good win out of the four, that doesn't make you like credible coach here. I Joe just, Judge, that's my Joe opinion. Judge inherited a franchise where he's expected to make the playoffs and compete. They had a competitive roster. Yeah, the dude wanted to, he wanted to say to do anything. 
They Joe were Judge wanted to say in hiring the next GM. <laughs> <laughs> the man who ran a quarterback sneak on third and nine on his own 20 wanted to say in hiring the next GM of the Giants. When he was on his own five-yard line. <laughs> That's why it's crazy. Here's the thing, though. I don't. I don't want this to turn into a Joe Judge conversation again because he had his he had his run on this show. I'm just trying to figure out how. Run. If we're gonna have conversations like this, where we're gonna compare coaches being fired, with having the same pretty much overall record and kind of the same circumstance, minus the Deshaun Watson uh, distractions, it's still the same thing. They don't. They, they they both don't have a quarterback. Us. Well, here. What the fuck do you want them to do? Davis Mills is playing well at the end here. And that's the other thing is, yeah, Davis Mills looked like he could actually possibly be a back-end starter in the league, if not a great backup, and he's hitched to this head coach. The head coach got it out of him. The head coach did this. The head coach had them playing hard. It's it's just hard to believe. So they scapegoated this guy. They never wanted him to begin with. He was probably the only guy that would have taken the job, and this is what happened. So they, they want to bring in their own guy. You see Brian Flores on the market. He's got ties with Nick Sirio, um, and apparently they're going to interview Jared Mayo, Patriots linebacker coach, former Patriot, another guy who's got ties to Nick Sirio. So it just sounds like this is a forecasted move before they even hired David Coley. But he surpassed expectations, so it's kind of hard to believe that they didn't give him another shot when they actually have a roster they I mean this this team played hard. Like Joe Judge's team literally laid down and died when they faced the first tiny bit of adversity. They laid down and died. Mike, just like we said about the the Dolphins firing Flores, do bad organizations do bad things? This, this is, is classic. Classic. Yeah. That is the first when time. When they beat the Eagles. That was the last time they played with any heart. I when they played the Eagles. I'm just asking. I mean that, that that's that's irrelevant to the conversation, but that was that was probably the last time. I mean, they, they obviously play for him. <clears throat> that's it, dude. I mean, let's just call it what it was. You know what I mean? Like they just weren't they weren't there, bro. They don't have in, they had injuries. They had no players. That's my thing. But whatever, I don't even care about that shit anymore. Fuck them. About time. I'm waiting. <laughs> 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 All right, but now we got to get in. Now we got to get into the to the juicy stuff here, the real shit, the actual playoffs. I'm where it. This matters now, okay? Wild card football. Hold on, let me hit you with something here. Hold on, I got you. Got NFL primetime in the background. You might not hear it on your end, but the audience hears it. This is the good shit. All right. Game previews coming your way. We're gonna be breaking down. Just about everything to do with these playoff games. We're going to make our picks as usual. All right. Money line against the spread. You know it. First things first, though. We have our long-awaited standings update from our picks, okay? So this is, this is like our regular season records. Um, Pauls is leading on money line still. Seven-game lead. Okay. Hold on one sec. Seven game lead for Pauls on money line. Spread though, where it was interesting, where it was tied up just about everywhere, okay? Nick and Pauls finished in a tie for the season with Mike. Yeah. We literally kept the same records that we had going into the week. And now, I mean, we're not done yet. 
So look, regular season, regular season, but this this is where it gets interesting here. So your records carry on here. All right. Carry the hell on. So it's, it's not done yet. We're not gonna have a tie. I hope not at least. We're not gonna finish with a tie. All right. So that's how we're gonna lead off. We got the first game though. Your Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. Okay. Coming off the emotional victory in overtime against the Chargers. The Raiders at the Bengals. Bengals minus five and a half. This game's 4.30 p.m. on NBC. This is the first game of Wild Card Weekend. All right. Let's break this shit down, guys. What are you thinking of this game? Like, give me your give me your take. Give me an X factor if you want. What is it for you? What what is this game? What's gonna happen? And we'll make our picks after each game. Okay, we're gonna make our picks at the end of each uh, breakdown. And I'll let you know when it's time to do that. Of course. I really like. Uh, I think the X factor in this game is gonna be Joe Mixon. Um, if if they can control the line of scrimmage, I mean the Raiders can be had on defense. Their defense is pretty porous against uh, against the run, so they can be had. Joe Mixon's had a great year, um, and you have two two monster wide receivers on the outside, and T Higgins and Jamar Chase. So you know the Raiders aren't going to be able to stack the box, so they're going to be able to respect the pass. Um, and you know if you can if you can get five six yards of carry on first down. You know, then you then you're at second and four as opposed to you know a second and nine, and that changes the whole game. So um, I look for the you know the Bengals to run the football, control the clock, and really probably you know overall just take control of the game. Damn, you think the Raiders even have a shot in this thing? A shot, I I but. Overcoming and an emotional win, um, like they did. Lot out of you, and then they got to travel across the country, um, and it's a Saturday game. I, I I think it's a it's a Bengals spot for me. Got you, Pauls. How about you? Where are you uh, at with for me? Game? I I don't I don't know which way I'm leaning. This is like one of the <clears throat> excuse me one of the hardest games for me to pick uh, of the slate this weekend. I think the X factor really is Joe Burrow. How does he play in his first playoff game? Um, you know they're coming off the big win in Kansas City. They had a week off. Uh, you know, are they able to stay focused, you know, throughout their little break? Um, I think actually, um, opposite of Nick, I think this is a spot for the Raiders. Wow. Because to me, they've been playing, they had to play lights out against Indianapolis. They had to play lights out against the Chargers. And I feel like they're rolling right now. And, you know, momentum is when you're going into the playoffs, you want momentum like that. You want to be on little win streaks where your team's feeling good. You're feeling good about each other. Everybody's together. So I, I really like the Raiders in this game. Damn. But but like I said, to me the X factor is Burrow. If Burrow comes out and does what he's capable of doing, you know, when he has those games where he doesn't, you know, make a costly turnover or something like that, you know, I, I it could go it could go either way. But right now I'm I'm really leaning Raiders. Well, there's two ways to go about this game, I feel like. Okay. He plays. The Bengals have been well rested. Burrow, Mixon, pretty much majority of their starters. Well-rested, okay? But then you got the Raiders who, like you said, they got the momentum. They're, they're still playing. They they basically have been playing playoff football for the last month. They Every single game mattered. They had to basically win out. Um, but, on the other hand, the Raiders coming off of 
the game was on the game was on Sunday night. The game this week's game is on Saturday. Okay, they went to overtime. I worry that they didn't get enough rest, and that then they had the part where they're coming off the emotional victory. I mean, I know it's playoff ball; it's a little bit different. So Paul's theory with you know with the emotional ups and downs might not hold true in this one because it's a playoff game. But for me, it, it's I just think the Bengals are a more talented roster, um, and I, I really. The X factor for me, I think, is going to be the Raiders' defensive line. I'm going to go a little deeper here. The Raiders' defensive line is my X factor. False. Major. Okay. The defensive line, if they don't hit home, if they can't get pressure on Joe Burrow, I think he's going to dice them up. And, um, I mean, I can't I can't foresee the Raiders having too much of an issue scoring. But, um, for me, it, it's – I just think the Bengals are better. Mike, Mike, real fast, because uh, Tom mentioned this, and I forgot to mention it too. Shout out Tom in the comments. Do you think Darren Waller is going to have any say in that? Because he torched the Bengals last time they played. I mean, here's the other thing. Well, there's two. There's, that's another way to look at it. So, I mean, the Bengals smoked the Raiders 32-13 when they played this season. Yeah, and that's, that's, Waller what, had that's the stuff I hate. Waller had a game, but, I mean, can it's we attribute to- it to to garbage time or having to throw a lot. I mean, they got absolutely smoked. So, you know, I, I can see Waller having a bigger role in this game than last. Yeah. And but, when, when a team gets smoked like that, it's hard to beat a team twice, especially when you smoke them like that because they remember that shit. I mean, that game was in Vegas, too. So this one's in Cincinnati. So there's a, there's a bunch of curveballs. This game's thrown as curveballs. These are two underdog teams who's – Boys. What? Overthink it. What? Think it. Oh, don't overthink it. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Bengals. And you know what? Boys. Nick, you keep cutting out a little bit. I don't know what's going on. Pick your phones out. Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. You were yeah. cutting out the whole first sentence. That's why I couldn't hear you. I said, don't. I, all right, so. I said, don't overthink it. Yeah. Seriously, I, I control I, your emotions. Kind of game. What? Control your emotions. No emotions here. I don't have any emotions attached to this game. I don't give a oh, fuck. Oh no, I'm I'm agreeing with you. Oh. <laughs> I'm speaking I with you. I feel like if I was to take the Bengals, for me, that would be overthinking. <laughs> Because, like, I find myself having to talk myself into taking the Bengals. Like, to me, just right off the... What's up? They're home. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, to me, the Raiders jump off the chart. Like, I I feel like taking the Raiders would be overthinking. I think taking the Bengals is more of the, like, okay, like, they're home. You're taking the home aspect of it. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm leaning. I'm I'm leaning towards the home aspect. Yeah. I think I matters. Um, yeah, no, it does. I mean, without a doubt, it matters. It's tough, man. The game really could go either way. Either way, um, I just right now I'm on I'm 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 on Derek Carr's side. I think the Raiders are actually. I really do think the Raiders are going to win. Well, here let's let's not uh, wait any longer. Let's get into our picks. All right, it's the Raiders at Bengals. Bengals minus five and a half. Pulse, who you got? I got the Raiders winning outright. Wow, 
Is it even going to be close, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy like that. But I could see, I could see the Raiders, you know, winning 28-27, you know, 24-21, something like that. I think five and a half is a crazy spread. You have a rookie head coach and quarterback for a playoff game. Man, the magic continues for the Vegas Raiders and Rich Passaccia. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's a rookie. He's a rookie head coach, too. He only has a couple of games under his belt. Yeah, but he's a five-point underdog. I'm not saying if he was a five-point favorite, I would be saying the same thing, too. That's a lot of points in a playoff game. It is a lot of points. I'll, and, I'll getting their best pl- and the Raiders are getting their best player back. Is he? Man. What are you thinking, Nick Theories? Who you got? I'm not overthinking this one, boys. I'm taking the Bengals, and I'm taking them uh, I, I'm just completely outright. I think they're going to yeah. win by a touchdown. I think they win by at least a touchdown. They're home. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't play last week, which can kind of be like a, a bad thing because he was rolling. But um, he plays with so much confidence, swagger. He's home. They've been playing good all year. They have two monsters on the outside. They have Joe Mixon. Um, I, I just I just think they're going to roll. And I think their defense has been playing well um, pretty much all year. And um, I think them, I, I think they're going to win. They're going to come out and make a statement. And uh, I think they beat the Raiders. Awesome. You know what? I, I got to agree with you, Nick. I got to agree. I got the Bengals both ways, okay? I just feel like the Bengals are going to be able to establish the run. I think it'll start out as a close game, but it's going to be one where, like, the Bengals – put a stamp on it in the fourth quarter. It'll, it'll be a tight game because the Raiders have fought every single game. I like it's tight. Uh, <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> no, I, I did ask it in here. All I heard was something was tight, and I knew something Keep knew it moving. Was crazy. What? Balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What was tight? It. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we're moving on to the next one. This is also Saturday afternoon. Well, this is Saturday night, okay? We got an AFC East showdown, round three, okay? Patriots at Bills, part three, okay? The Bills are minus four favorites at home. The game is 8-15 on CBS. My God, guys, this is going to be a crazy one, I feel like. I mean, you don't really know what to expect. It's... It's just going to be another AFC East showdown, and it'll probably be a nail-biter. But I want to hear what you guys are thinking of this one. I'm going to start with Nick Theories here first. All right? We got a couple. We got a Bills backer in here. We got a Patriots backer. So I want to hear each of your sides. This is going to be interesting. I got to be honest, man. I, I, I thought about this game as soon as I learned these two teams are playing. And... My heart is telling me to take the Patriots. But my mind is telling me, don't be stupid. Don't be dumb. Don't be, don't fall into the mystique factor of the Belichick and the playoffs shit. Keep your head, Bills see. are home. Bills are don't home. Don't lose it, see. You're hearing the whispers? It's just, you know, Brady ain't walking through that. He ain't walking through that locker room. That's just the bottom line. He's not saving the Patriots. So, I'm taking the Bills. And I'm taking them both ways. Wow. You're already giving us our pick, huh? Yeah. That's all right. I mean, fuck it. If, 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 that's, if, if, if we're going to take it there, that's where I'm going to take it, yo. So. <laughs> Pause. 
I got I got the I got the Bills and I look. I think the Patriots they're going to run the football. They're going to try to run the football and try to establish the run. But I think the Bills are going to play a little bit better on defense. Um, I think they know the Patriots' strength at this point in the season. Um, it's going to be cold as shit. It's going to be zero degrees, apparently. Uh, you know, winds up to 10 to 15 miles an hour. Josh Allen was saying that, like, his, his feet get, like, numb in, in cold temperature games. So that could be a factor. And uh, but, curl. What's yeah. that? <laughs> his toes curl. Yeah. And, uh, you, know, you know what's funny about the Bills, too, is that Devin, uh, Devin Singletary's been balling out the last couple of weeks uh, to end the season. So, um, I, you know, I look for him to have a nice day against the Patriots. Um, I just think I just think Buffalo's a little bit more talented, and they have a better quarterback at, at this moment. So, I'll take Buffalo. Wow. So, the, the uh, Patriots back are all year going Bills. This is interesting because now we got to hear what Paul says. All right. Paul, what so, do you think? Uh, I've been on the Bills. Um, you know, obviously I have them in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. Um, but my thing with the Bills is is I don't I didn't like the comment when I read about Josh Allen with his feet. Um, and that, that weather's got me screwed up. But I'm still taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bills minus four too because they're just they're better. Um I don't I don't think that the the Patriots will be able to score enough with Mac. And that's just that's just where I am. It's just that weather is going to be—it's going to be brutal. So it won't even shock me if the if the Patriots wound up winning that game. I hope they don't, but I still like the Bills game. Here's the thing for me, guys, because you kind of swing both ways here. You think, all right? No, I don't. Yeah, never that. <laughs> you might. Just to make that clear. That was purposeful, by the way. I definitely did that on purpose. Now, <laughs> the Bills—the more talented team, definitely. Um, they definitely missed Tredavious White, which would have been an area that you could attack. However, the Patriots' pass game, you know, it's up and down. It's suspect. Um, my concern is that they won't be able to score enough. But then it comes back the other way. When the the weather's going to be below freezing, the last time we saw this, okay, this is so this is the first Patriots-Bills game. The Patriots ran all over them. They dictated the whole game with the run game. They threw three passes. All right. I don't think it's going to be like that this time around. But it kind of feels like the momentum is going the Patriots' direction. But I will say one thing, and this is kind of, you know, tag along with Nick, all right? If the Bills didn't establish the run the last month, I'd be deeply concerned for them. I actually think that they're, you know, they're ready for this. They're at home. Um, the stats, by the way, the Bills in freezing weather, they're not pretty. Josh Allen in cold weather, it's not pretty. Now, I'm not going to read them off to you, but um, it, it's a little concerning. I'm going Bills both ways, though, okay? I just I just think that they're superior, and I, I think that, you know, if it wasn't freezing, I'd be, I'd be thinking this could be, like, one where the Bills just, they score and the Patriots can't keep up. So I think it'll at least be close, given the cold weather. But I still think the Bills pull out over a touchdown here. Oh, so. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so then, That's now, great. all right. I'm being myself. Everybody knows we're shot. I so. salute that, Paul. Yeah. I salute that energy 
fucking I salute, bro. I've been saying this since day one. Just be yourself. <laughs> if you were free, already know is Rashad here. There's nothing changing. <laughs> we gotta we gotta stay on brand. We're shot out. So we're fucked up. That's what we're that's what we are. Yeah. So, anyway though. Now we move on to Sunday. This this is the fun slate here. This is where things could get interesting. And I, I have to start off. This is this is the one where we probably want to talk about it the most. But I have to start it off because it is the first game of the day. Sunday afternoon, you got Eagles at Bucks. All right, the defending champs. All right, the Bucks are minus eight and a half at home against the Birds. Let me know your thoughts, and I'm gonna start with Nick here. Okay. Um. So. Eight and a half is a lot of points. Um, Give me your take on the game first before we before I we mean, do pick, well, game, pick the end. So obviously the Bucks are they're highly favored, and you know not not many people are really giving the Eagles a, re- a realistic chance. But I think for the Eagles to win the football game, they have to establish the run, they have to control the clock, and um, they have to just completely play keep away from Brady. And when they're on defense, they got to get it off the off the field on third downs because Tom Brady on third down this year has been lights out. So um, they have to get off the field and they have to run the football. And 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 honestly, that's really the recipe. And what but what concerns me about the Eagles' offense is their ability to pass and to exploit the Bucks' actual weakness, which is their secondary. Like, can Jalen Hurts actually pick them apart? Is he that developed as a passer yet? To really pick them apart yet you know is he is he is this is is that where he is in his career yet and um we're gonna find out on sunday because i can tell you this that you know the bucks know the eagles want to run the football they've been you know what their their second highest all year in rushing yards per game so um i think they know their identity at this point and um so it's really going to come down to jalen hurts and see you know um if he can hit the open man and um you know with Shaq Barrett, I think he's playing. I think Shaq Barrett is playing. I think JP. Is What's that? Is Lenny back? Lenny's back. Um, I think JPP might be back as well. But if they are, I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to have to get the ball out quick, and he's going to have to make very fast decisions and be and be effective with the football in the air, you know, for the Eagles to actually win the game. But, um, you know, I still think the Bucks are going to win, but I think it's going to be a close game. And they already said uh, Ronald Jones and Cyril Grayson are both doubtful to play. Um, so that's interesting. But Levante David should be back, too. That's that's major. That yeah. is major. Um, that's another guy who can pretty much do everything. He can rush the passer. He can drop back in coverage. He's going to stop the run. I mean, this, this is a top five linebacker in the league for years. So... Um, and then you know Todd Bowles is going to devise a crazy-ass game plan, as he did last playoffs. You saw he just unleashed. He fucking went wild last playoffs. And that was a, you know, that really was a, a turning point for the team. So mm-hmm. I want to see if they can get the get it all dialed up in this first game. But, Pauls, I'm going to pass it off to you. What are you thinking sure. here? Um, I, if you want, you can give me an X factor. Yeah. The floor is yours. All right. I think the I think this is the game that people are overthinking. Um, I think the Bucks are going to win. I think the Eagles could keep it close. 
However, an interesting stat that I read was uh, uh, two out of the last three times that the number one rushing offense met the, met the number one um, rushing offense met the number one passing offense. Two out of three, the rushers, the rushing team won. So I thought that was an interesting stat because Eagles are the number one rushing team, Bucks are the number one passing team. But, I mean, you have Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Gronk. You just have a load of experience for a first-year coach, a first-year quarterback, really. Um, I just don't – I think they're outmatched in coaching. I think they're – and I think that's that's what the X factor is to me. It's just going to come down to coaching. I don't think Nick Sirianni can outcoach Bruce Arians yet or Todd Bowles. And I just think they're a young team, and it's – you know, if they were playing like the Rams or something with how the Rams have been playing, I would be more inclined to pick them. But I just – I can't – if I'm going to pick against Tom Brady, it's not going to be with – the Eagles right now. Not just yet, huh? Not just yet. I, but I mean, look, I know anything could happen, and these are one of those stupid teams that would that Tom Brady would lose to. See the Giants and the 2017 Eagles, and almost the football team last year. So these are one of those games where he could have one of those weird letdowns. But I don't see it happening. I, I, I just, I just don't see it. You know, it's an interesting one because this another this another game where they played already this season. All right. And the Bucks were pretty much in control the entire game. But it got interesting at the end. I mean, the Bucks th- this is something the Bucks have done all year where for some reason they they let up a little bit in the second halves where, you know, in the past obviously, uh, you know, last year especially, they they usually put their foot on the pedal. And uh I mean, and the Bucks have been kind of a weird team this year. They've had some some weird swings where like, they, they play down to an inferior opponent because the Eagles are inferior. The Eagles are a good team, but, you know, this is a this is a team they should beat. They should beat this team. Um, I expect them to really give Jalen Hurts a hard time here. This is one where we do want to see, though, like, can Jalen Hurts play more out of the pocket? Uh, can he deliver the ball downfield? As Nick said, with the secondary still roughed up. And, I mean, that, that's the matchup to exploit. Dallas Goddard's been rolling. Uh, Devontae Smith had a great rookie season. So that's that's hypothetically, that's where you should go. But they also need to remain true to themselves. Like last time they played, they were not a running football team. They are now, and that's that's the way the Eagles win games. They need to minimize Jalen Hurts to that to that degree so that he could thrive in play action. And then the, the downfield stuff should open up. The Bucs also, I gotta point out, like they typically stout run defense. I mean, last year you couldn't get anything on them, but this year they they've showed, you know, time time to time that they can be beat a little bit on the run, and it, it's really going to come down to the trenches. Can the Eagles open up holes, pause against that Bucks defensive line? Because I mean, you got Vita Vea, who's one of the most unsung players in the entire NFL, and he just got paid. He's an animal, monster, I mean, big time. Um, and the, the Eagles' offensive line has been outstanding. So, really, like, I want to see if the Bucks can hit home. I think the X factor here, again, is going to probably be the Bucks' pass rush for me because if they can pressure Jalen Hurts, they're going to have their way in this game. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady's going to put up points. I'm not concerned about that at all. And, you know... It's it's also the other side of the ball. Can the Eagles get, you know, the last time the Eagles beat Tom Brady, it was with the pass rush. 
can the front four hit home? Because the Eagles aren't going to blitz a lot. The Eagles typically just send their, their front four, and that's it. So are they going to get home? Um, so it's interesting. Watch the battles in the trenches. But I can't, I, I can't go against Tom Brady here either. The Eagles might make it interesting, and it, it is a big line. So, and the Eagles have been better on the road than at home this year. So, you know, not for nothing, though, the Bucks, phenomenal home team. Palante, yeah, or Mikey P. Um, interesting. Last time Antonio Brown played and Chris Godwin played, they're fully healthy. Um, and Darius Slay held Mike Evans to two catches for 27 yards. And, so, and you know what? I can see it happen again, Pauls. But I the mean, thing is, is that's not the matchup that that would worry me the most? No, no, no. It's not that I was saying that I, it would worry me. That's the matchup that I'm saying. If he could hold Mike Evans to 27 yards in the in the, on the game on Sunday, the Eagles are going to have a, a more increased shot to win because oh, yeah, he doesn't have a Godwin and AJ and Antonio Brown anymore. I agree. No, I, I, I mean. Wrong. Because the Eagles are the worst. Yeah. He's going to eat us alive. That's what I was just going to say, Nick. That's the matchup to to be concerned about. And I, and you got to wonder, are they going to put Steven Nelson on him? Would they consider putting Darius Slay on him? I don't think so. I think Slay is going to be on Mike Evans. And probably really crash, too. Good Sorry? Love. Windy and rainy, I think, is the weather forecast, too. Which, in my opinion, would benefit the Eagles due to the, the number one rushing attack. But Brady, Brady will find a way. Yeah, I mean this is this is tough, guys. It's it's just it's Tom Brady. It's a defending chance. The Eagles are probably here a year a year early, but the you know we're gonna learn a lot about Jalen Hurts here. We're gonna learn a lot, and I think this game could dictate his future with the team. I know it's you know did he earn a chance to to start again for this team? Sure, but the Eagles front office, you know how they are. You already know that they've been sniffing around QB upgrades. So this game right here playoff football against the defending champs this is one where this could dictate his future in philly because you know how the eagles front office thinks if he actually plays well in this game and shows he can throw the football in a playoff game it's going to go a long way towards their confidence in him well i think i think win or lose for the eagles it's a blessing because you're able to see what you actually have in jalen hurts you know yep. you're able to actually evaluate him and under uh severe pressure situations um, and the playoffs, it doesn't get any higher than that. So, yeah, Tom Brady, right? It's, it's the best test that you could ask for. Yeah, it's the best that, test. The Eagles are, are to me, they're in a win-win situation. You see what you have, and if you win, great. Then you know, then you can evaluate them even further. You know, because they, they got they got go in the playoffs. The you know the pressure gets higher and higher and higher and higher. So, you know, like you're able to evaluate him in, in certain situations that you weren't you aren't able to if you don't get to that point. So, for me, it's a win-win for the Eagles. Completely agree. And, and honestly, I feel like there is no pressure on the Eagles. They've already exceeded expectations. they got a rookie head coach and basically a rookie starting quarterback. And they they had an excellent second half. So, I feel like there's more pressure on the Bucks, if not all pressure, because they got a repeat. That's hard to do. They're playing the team a second time. Okay, and it's a team that's completely different this time around. So they, you know, they might have to change things up a little bit. Um, and then you got quite, quite simply, the Bucks' offense just kind of—it's been up and down. Um, I'm not worried about Tom Brady one bit in the playoffs, but this offense 
has been up and down in the second half of the season, and you lost Antonio Brown. Um, Grayson's out, likely, which, again, I mean, this is this is a counterpart here. I'm sure they'll no, replace them pretty easily, but I'm just saying you're down another guy who's been playing for you, uh, who was expected to step into that role. So, you know, it's going to come down to Tom Brady being Tom Brady, I feel like. He's going to deliver. That's that's just how it is. Let's make our picks. We got Eagles at Bucks. Bucks minus eight and a half. Nick, what you got? I got the Bucks uh, winning the football game and giving me the Eagles with the eight and a half. Pause. Nick, I agree. I agree. <laughs> same. I, agree. I got I'll the Bucks win, way. and I got the Birds on the spread. Pause. What about you? I got the Eagles and the Bucks. So same thing. So all three of us are in agreement here. Um, do you think it'll actually wind up being like? Do you think it'll be a close game the whole time, or do you think it's like a backdoor cover like the last game? Uh, no, I know. Close for like the first half, and then I think the third quarter the Bucks are going to get away a little bit. They're going to they're going to get like a ten point lead, and then they're going to you know sputter out. Then they're going to kick a field goal, be up 13. The Eagles are going to score a touchdown, and then the Eagles will, will, will lose by, like, six. So, so basically, can... touchdown. Yeah. I can see that. I can see it. It's going to be a good one, though, guys. All right. So, next up, and this this could be the most interesting one of the entire slate here. I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys think of this. You got 49ers. At the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas favored by three points. This game is 4.30 p.m. on CBS. All right. What are you thinking here? This is another one. I hate this. It's a really interesting one here. I hate this game, dude. It's hard because Dallas scores 35 points a game. (laughs) Um, I feel like Dallas is the better team. I feel like they have the better offense. I I do feel like they have the better coach, too, if I'm being all the way real um and i just but that three that three point spread is like i feel like dallas should be more than that to be honest i I really do that line is telling me that the 49ers are the bet that they think the 49ers are going to win that game because it doesn't it doesn't make any sense they went 12 and 5 the cowboys went 12 and 5 they have you know their offense is i mean they could, they could, like, they could put up fifty against anybody. I know it was the Eagles' backups, but they did that. They put up twenty-eight against the Buccaneers week one. You know, they they demolished uh, the Falcons, um, or the Saints. I forget who it was, but I mean that this that right. game this line is is that's that line shady. That's all I'm saying. That line is. So <laughs> I hate that game because I want to pick Dallas because um, I I like Dak Prescott, but I don't I don't know about that. Nick theories. Yeah, I'm on the same wavelength as Pops. To be honest with you, uh, the, the three throws me off. It's it's screaming Niners. Like for me, it's a Niners a Niners line. Um, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, I I actually think the Niners are like a really really good football team. I think they had a really shitty slow start. Um, but I think what they. Did- their identity they run the football they play good defense um and you know they've won four out of the last five they lost to the titans by three um you know in in tennessee and they're the number one seed in the afc so to 
that's not like you know uh, a big deal if they lost to a team like that. You know, on the road, only losing by three. You know, that could have possibly gave them some weird momentum um, heading into the last couple weeks of the season because they blew out. They blew out the Texans. Uh, we just talked about you know uh, David David Coley uh, earlier in the show. Um, and you know he's been coaching. He's been coaching really well for him, but they got blown out twenty-three to seven. And then um, they played the Rams last week, and you know they won twenty-seven twenty-four. So um, this team—they're not scared of anybody. They'll 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 go in your building. They'll they'll run the football. They'll punch you right in the mouth. They'll play good defense, and you know they'll let the chips where you know fall where they may. So uh, I I actually you know I like Dallas in this game. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fully sold, man. This is the hardest game. Yeah, real fast. I just want to add. And coming off my theory too, the way that I watch games and bet with emotions and stuff like that, I don't like that they hung fifty on the Eagles. Well, I also, well, I think Jimmy G gets a boost though on his offensive line. He gets Trent Williams back, which is major, major. That's huge. I mean, like when you're going against. Like, like when you're going against the Cowboys' uh, pass rush, they they get after the quarterback. Yeah, so I think you get him back is just so major for that offense. That like, I don't know. Well, I'm not gonna make my pick yet. We'll we'll wait until hey, yeah. down. But yeah, you guys sound pretty nervous earlier, and I, I you know what? I, I, gotta be, well, I gotta be honest, bro. Like I I like this this game would probably be the hardest game next to the Patriots game to to really break down. Like I I just. Like it's a it's to me it's a coin flip, flip a coin heads heads is Niners tails is I'm gonna add to the nervousness. Okay, it's it's actually pretty simple for me. The 49ers have been playing damn good football. It hasn't matter who they played, they have been excellent. I mean, they beat the Rams twice this year, and you know most recently the. The overtime game last week was impressive. They went down in a hole, and they still pause, and they still pulled that shit off. Backs against the wall on the road, playoff spot on the line. If they lost, they wouldn't be in. That's with Jimmy G injured, who you guys already – I mean, we talked about him at length on this show. I thought he's – you know, I just don't think he's great. Uh, I've been calling him trash, but he has been playing pretty well. Um, the run game – with Elijah Mitchell, is scary. I mean, this 49er team always generally can run the football, but when Elijah Mitchell's in this, in the lineup, I mean, he's not really getting talked about much. He's this is a, this is a undrafted rookie. This yep. guy is he's an good. absolute stud. He's a dynamic player. He changes the whole offense. You still got George Kittle, okay, and he hasn't even been asked to do much the last couple of weeks. This is prior to, you know, this is after he had a monster run for like a month. He hasn't even been asked to do much. Brandon Ayuk is Brandon Ayuk again. He looks like the guy that we saw last year, a dynamic playmaker who can do it all, and he's a vertical threat. And then you've got Debo Samuel, who's the Swiss Army knife. And every single week this guy shows up. Every single week. It doesn't matter if he's running the football. It doesn't matter if he's catching it. Shit, he's even thrown the football a few times. The guy does everything. The The defense is playing well. It, it's For me, it's just like one team is heading in, you know, they're trending up major, and they have been. 
Okay, they started off the season slow, but they've been trending up. And then the other side of it, the Cowboys are like, they're they're kind of like fooling me a little bit, because in in one breath I want to say they're different this year. There's been times where they've looked different too. Earlier in the season, they were turning heads a little bit, but I have to I have to look at the second half of the season here. Tell me the last time this team beat anyone good, okay? Let me go through it for you. The last time they beat a good team, the Patriots. This is week six against the Patriots. That's the last good. I know that they have to play their schedule, but every time that they played a good team after week six when they beat the Pats, they lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. They lost to the Cardinals. And other than that, like, when have they been tested? They beat the Saints by 10. The Saints with literally nobody at quarterback. Um, they beat the Washington football team, who their season was over. Uh, they hung 56 on them most recently. They hang 51 on the Eagles' third stringers, essentially. And and we're sitting here listening to the national pundits talk about this team like, like they did something special. They're actually not even mentioning the Eagles' starters didn't even play in the game. They're, they're sitting here acting well, like this team. In, in, in Dallas' defense, what are they supposed to do besides play their schedule? I understand about their wins, but, I mean, what what do you want them to do? <laughs> they haven't done anything convincing. And, honestly... Well, they play who's on their schedule. I mean, they still, they're still scoring 50-something yeah, but, points. But this yeah. is the thing, though. The thing is, is, like, the, the offense has been sputtering. And we're talking about the offense hanging 50, but they did it against third stringers. The offense has been in a rut for a long time now. They've not been the same team that they were in the first half. If they were the team that they were in the first half, I'd be saying, look out, this team's got a shot to make a run. Right now, I I think they're on upset alert right now, and that is absolutely a 49ers line. Absolutely. I agree. But absolutely. They scored 50, 50, more, 50 or more in the last two or three games. I mean. And were you really I, impressed? Because I wasn't. Anybody that scores fifty points, I'm impressed. I mean, fifty. It looked points. like it looked like practice. They're playing basically. You should have just played seven on seven. Basically, you're playing against <laughs> practice squad talent, and and Washington's season was over. They had nothing to play for. So, I mean, so color me unimpressed. They haven't beaten anybody good recently. Well, I mean, just because that team is in that state. I mean, look, Washington had no business even playing with the Cowboys that night. I get it. But they the just J- lost that game the first time. Was beat the Bucks. I mean, it's any given Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, just because you have less talent than another team doesn't mean, you know, the other team can't compete and, you know, try to squeak out a win. You know, I'm sure Washington was trying that night. They got their ass kicked straight up. Dallas just fucking beat them down. So you got to give them credit, too, you know? It's not to say, like, they don't deserve credit. It's to say that what am I crediting? They didn't. They haven't done anything. And when they, when they, like, even when they, okay. So we're talking about those two games in particular, where the offense blew up in those games. But the other games. So after the the Raiders showdown on Thanksgiving, and the Raiders, mind you, they don't have a great defense. Um, they put up thirty three on them and still lost. They haven't. They haven't been scoring. They look like they're in a rut. The run game is broken. Tony Pollard's hurt. Zeke is playing hurt. Um, it just looks – it just doesn't look like the same team. Michael Gallup is out for the season. They don't look the same. 
I mean, the last time they had under 20 was November 21st against the Chiefs. Yeah, but this is a team that, Mike said, what's their scoring average for the season, Mike? They, they're averaging over 30, aren't they? 33 or 34 points a game. Like, that's a crap. That's what I'm saying. That, that's, those are teams you got to watch out for. You got to watch out for that. They can hang that on anybody. The, the, the difference is just law of averages. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I'll let you know my pick in like two minutes. Here, let's let's get right to it. Why don't we do it? All right. You got the 49ers at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus three at home. Balls, who you got? I'm taking the upset. Ah, you suck. I should have started this off. <laughs> I have to. I have to do because it's the way that it's the way that I bet. It's the it's the trend that I, you know, I made up in my head that works for me and check my resume if anybody's got something to say. Um and I'm going with the Niners. I think the Niners are going to do it. Um, you know, Dallas, they had the tune-up game last week against the Eagles. But 49ers are hot. They got momentum. Um, but I think they're going to keep it rolling. Man. Probably the pick I hate the most out of the entire weekend. Nick Theories. That's your team all year, too, Mike. I know. This is the pick I hate the most because I'm being dead serious. As a, I am an Eagles fan through and through. I'm rooting for the Eagles to win. But I really am a big Dak Prescott fan. I love Dak Prescott. And I wouldn't be upset if he won. I just I just have a feeling. Nick Theories. <clears throat> Time to do us. I, uh, I probably changed my pick in my head like 50 times probably today <laughs> alone. Um, but I think the Niners are a cool story. Great. I mean, you know, they've been playing really good football. Um, but in Dak's three playoff games, he's has a, you know, a passer rating of 90, 96, you know, an average of 96 or so. So he's, he's been balling when he's, when he, when he's been called upon in the playoffs. Um, so I expect him to play well again. I expect them. I expect Dallas to actually win this football game. Um, this is a game they they have to win. I mean, they're so invested. It's Super Bowl or bust for them. They have a lot of pressure on them. Uh, but I think they rise to the you know to the challenge because there is something different about this Cowboys team this year. Um, they play with a lot of grit. Uh, you know, based on you know what their rookie selection and uh, Mika Parsons, he's been awesome for that for that team. He's changed that defense. Um, they get after the quarterback, and you know, they got Jimmy G with a banged up thumb. I get Dak healthy at home. I'll take I'm taking Dallas, and I'll take uh, I'll take a push. Wow, I think I think wins by three. So it's going to be a close one. Yeah. It's going to be... I will tell you, though. I just think... I think C.D. Lamb's going to have a nice day. He's been quiet. So I think I think it's this is his game. And, Nick, I love what you said about... Oh, my God, my thought just went out of my head. Dak versus Jimmy? No, no, he was just talking about it. Yeah, I know, Tom Sauer. I know it's coming. Leave me alone. Oh my God! I can't think. I was just gonna say, dude. Uh, uh, no, no. This, is, no, this is really big for the Cowboys as a franchise. They can't. They can't go one and done. Like, if they go one and done, it's it's gonna be really bad. It, yeah. For real. Like they, especially with this team now, 
You you can't do that. You can't be one and done. And listen, the national narrative guys, they've been pushing this team as a, a possible Super Bowl team all year. Now, the people that I hear actually breaking down football to the team, more like the, the NFL networks versus the ESPNs, the, the guys who know football know that there's been a drop-off in the second half from this team. They've been winning, but this, there's been a drop-off in quality from this team since the first half. The first half team, I liked a lot. This team, not so much. I got the 49ers both ways. I am concerned, though. Well, it, it is both ways. It's an outright pick. So I got them outright. I got the 49ers again. I called it last week. I'm calling it again this week. For me, it's just they're they're playing much better. Um, Dallas's defense is going to be tested by that run game. And... I'm, I'm concerned that this offense, this Dallas offense is in a rut. I know that the QB matchup, though, the QB matchup is major, and the Cowboys have the advantage there. But I want to see Dak step up in the big moment. And, and like Mike said, this dictates their whole future, essentially. He has, though. If you look at his last three playoff games, he's had a 96 uh, passer rating. That's, it's that's it's, it's confusing because he has performed well in those games, but in other big games, regular season, et cetera, it's been largely up and down. But Dallas lost in the postseason due to their defense. Now that their defense is a little bit better with Trayvon Diggs and Mika Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence playing playing um, awesome football, Randy Gregory playing. And, I mean, their defense is different. Like, they're different than they have been in years past. And Dak has played well. It's just their defense has really lost them a lot of postseason games, unfortunately. And you know, well, not a lot of postseason games because they haven't really made the postseason that much. But, um, but when they have had the opportunity to play in the postseason, you know, I think their defense came up short. So I think this year, I think it's a little bit different. And they need they need the defense to step up. Uh, they, actually, the defense have been playing well. I'm saying they need the offense to match the defense here. Oh, I think they will. They actually could win them this game because Jimmy I, G. I'm not, for I, like he's prone to and, the turnover. I, like he's he's overcome so much in his life that's so relatable that like I root for shit like that man you know what I mean like I know he's a Cowboys quarterback and stuff but like his story inspires me so oh, like, it's I, a great dude no I question love, love that dude that's what I'm saying like it sucks like I don't yeah. want Dallas to win the Super Bowl and Twitter would be funny as hell for 24 hours but I really do want Dak to win like I'm a really I'm a big Dak fan yeah I just like who he is what he's about what he represents and I think he's good. Mm-hmm. And not for nothing, if he was the quarterback of the Eagles, every Eagles fan would love his grit. And that's no doubt. All over Wall Street. Yeah, bro, we root for so, Gardner Minshew because he has passion. He's a lovable player for sure. Yeah, uh, but he's got a lot to prove here, and the Cowboys do too. Yep. Oh, so, sure. That being said, all right, you ready for this? Hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. Little Sunday night football music for you. Sunday, Sunday night game. Steelers at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 12 and a half. Be careful. Right. <laughs> You're already cautioning us, huh? Be careful. Damn. All right, well, the game's at 8.15 on NBC. The Steelers sneak in in miracle fashion. Absolute miracle down to the last minute of of the regular season kind of fashion. Absolute miracle. The Steelers are in. And 
I mean, that's all I'm going to say right there. What, what are you guys thinking? Do they have a shot here? Yes. They have a shot to win. I mean, not just to do this. I think that they, like, I'm not putting the Chiefs on upside alert. I do think the Chiefs are going to win. But if you think Mike Tomlin isn't going to have them boys ready to play, and then after seeing Ben Roethlisberger's interview, where he's like, oh, we shouldn't have been here. You know, we stink. We're not good. Out of 14 teams, we're probably the 14th team. He knows. He knows, man. He's been here before. He's won two Super Bowls. So I'm taking the. Uh, to me, um, I'm not. I almost said my pick. My bad. So Nick or Mike, take it away. My bad. <laughs> you know what that sounded like, by the way? That quote bothered oh. me. That he said that. That quote. I loved it. It made it sound like, like that guy was ready to go on vacation, and he's still kind of in that mindset. He's he's really? literally acknowledging that they're they're not good. That we, we shouldn't be here. Like I think that was sarcasm. It makes it. I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I didn't like it. I think that you could have went without saying it. It don't matter. That's not. That's not motive. That's not motivational enough for me to. I think this is a complete mismatch. I think what you saw earlier in the season. I think you're gonna see a copycat version of that. Kelsey wasn't playing at all. Better than far. And I've been. I've been fucking with Pittsburgh all year. I had them in the playoffs. So, but I think I think their run ends here. And you know what? It's not a bad season for them. They shouldn't even been here to, you know, according to a lot of experts. You know, they had them. What do you mean? You have here? You're the expert. Well, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I I appreciate your kind words. You're you're, 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 anyway. Give them a salute for that. Yeah. Love you. Much love. Look, you tripped him up a little bit there. He's almost surprised. Well, like, it's like, <laughs> it's a complete mismatch, man. I mean, the, the line says it all. I, I, for me, the line screams, you know, it's like a sucker bet to take the 12 and a half for the Steelers. It's almost like a sucker bet. It's like saying, hey, here's 12 and a half, and you get Pittsburgh? Like, oh, yeah, of course I'll, I'll take 12 and a half points in Pittsburgh. I'll give you 12 and a half, man. It's like, it's just like, don't even overthink it. For me, it's like one of those games. Um, I think Pittsburgh's had a great year, but I think their run ends. Damn. So, I'll take it from here, I guess. Um, I just I can't believe they're in the playoffs still. They've been mad poopy. So, like that, like I just don't, I don't think they have a chance. I really don't think they have a chance because the one thing that they have going for them is. They got the pass rush. Um, you got T.J. Watt. But for me, it's like, all right, the Chiefs have one of the very best offensive lines in football. They're rolling right now. The defense has been rolling for a long time. I think they're going to give Pittsburgh fits. The Pittsburgh offensive line is still a heaping pile of absolute, positively garbage. Garbage offensive line. Garbage. Garbage. They're still no, – they're going to – I feel like Frank – uh, Frank Clark, um, Chris Jones. I feel like these guys are going to hit home. I think this game's going to get ugly. Like it might be close for a quarter. It's not me ripping the Steelers, but it, like they just don't belong. They don't belong in this game. That's cold. <laughs> I know. I okay. know. And I'm not going to say they don't have. Everybody has a chance. If you're in the playoffs, bro, you got a chance. Listen, I'm delivering. I'm delivering that fresh hot L. Fresh hot, out the oven. There's no fucking chance they win this game. And guess what? Now, when they do win this, it's going to be because I said that. Yeah. Okay? 
I just don't think they have a chance. The, the Chiefs are just playing so well. It's And the, the Chiefs have been beating everybody. Their strength of schedule was the hardest. Their strength of victory was the best. Like the, the, There's nothing else for me to say. Like the, the question mark was, will the offense ever get it back together? And the offense is rolling now. The offense has been rolling for weeks. I mean, I'm looking at it here. Five straight weeks, the offense has been – they put up over 30 in four of them. They put up over 40 in one of them. They're just rolling, guys. Like it. Give me the Chiefs. Fuck it. Let's go right to the picks. Get it. Give me, give me the Chiefs both ways. Story Pittsburgh. Hell of a rondo, Big Ben. I've absolutely admired his career. He's been phenomenal. He's a Hall of Famer, first ballot. But this is a new era starting Monday for them. New era. Go ahead. Who, who wants to go first? I'll go next. That's fine. I'm taking the Chiefs and Pittsburgh with the points, but the Chiefs need to be nervous. Don't walk in there and take them lightly and fuck around. Otherwise, you're going to be going home. I'm dead serious. If the Chiefs think that they're just going to roll over them, sadly mistaken. But Mike, this team this team has showed up every week for like 10 straight weeks. No, they, no, I, I know. You know but they just show up. They don't give a fuck who they're playing. They show up. They play hard. They're at home. Like it, you know. I know. It, I know. I know. Every it, It's pointing to the Chiefs. It looks like it's going to be a blowout. It looks easy. Those are the games you have to worry about. Mike Tomlin is not going to have, and Mike Tomlin's not going to have them boys slip up. I mean, they beat them 36 10 literally yep. two and a half weeks ago. I would be surprised just... if the Chiefs got to, to that those amount of points again. I wouldn't. They're getting 30 for me. Period. Yeah. That's the thing, like they're like the Chiefs are probably going to score thirty. It's can can Pittsburgh score thirty? And I I just don't see it. Like I think I think Ben's last game is going to look really bad. Like I think he's going to go out and he's going to look trash. I I, I hate to say because like I I I like I celebrate legends. You know what I mean? Like I the tree. But the Chiefs defense has been playing lights out all year. They've been an underrated unit. They've probably been the best unit on that team most consistent all year over the offense so the fact i mean and and that was always the chiefs achilles heel as it, as, as it was but yeah I, I think the chiefs are gonna win i think they're gonna they're gonna cover the 12 and a half and uh yeah that's the bottom line <laughs> all right last but not least guys hold on we got a good one here great run pittsburgh Oh, man. It's getting me pumped up, man. Oh, I just blew out of the audience. <laughs> My bad, audience. I probably just gave you a carpal tunnel. But anyway, so we got we got Cardinals at Rams, the first Monday playoff football game in the history of the league. So it's a Monday night special here. It's, uh, let's see, the time is... 8.15 p.m. You got ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus, and it's round three, another rematch. So, I'm how are we feeling? How are we feeling about this one? Two teams who really aren't playing their best football right now. Let's just call it what it is. This is an interesting one. So, I'm going to let... I think I have to go Nick Theories here first. Unless, unless Pauls wants to go... I'll go. 
I, I, I'll, I'll be I'll be real brief. I need a backup answer. Go ahead. We're over time right now. I'll be brief. Um, I think okay. the, you got a couple minutes. You got a couple minutes. The bottom line, the X factor for me is Matthew Stafford. Is he comfortable in the playoffs? Um, he hasn't been there in a long time, uh, and you know he had a lot of pressure of getting his first, you know, his first W. Um, but he's playing a division. He's playing, you know, a divisional opponent, and that scares me for him because look, the Cardinals started off hot. If they can get back to like what they were early in the season, they should win this game. But they haven't been that team. They lost four out of the last five games. They looked uh, really bad and pretty pretty uninspiring uh, the way to, you know, to finish out the season. You know, they lost to the Lions. They lost to Seattle last week when if they would have won, they would have won the division. So um, I think they're, they're a disappointing team. They've been that way. And... Uh, and I think it's going to continue that way into the offseason. Then they're going to have to uh, reevaluate again. Oh. For Mr. Kyler, the best player in the world. Come on, that's what you said. That's a long time ago. Come on now. That's all right. Take it easy over there. Hey, you say he's the best player in the world. Uh, come on, that is an over exaggeration. <laughs> was the best player in the for NFL you. for a for handful you. of weeks. For you, it was an over-exaggeration. For me, that was taped to record and holding it back in, in, in the back pocket. Yeah. Oh, Revis my talking. words. He was playing the best football in the NFL in the first month of the season. That's okay to say. It's okay. I mean, yeah, but like, he ain't, the best, spade. But he ain't the best player exactly. in the league. No, he's not. So, my thing is, uh, I think bigger game for Matt Stafford right now. Kyler's still young. It's his first playoff game. It's Cliff Kingsbury's first playoff game. Uh, this comes down to coaching again for me. I think McVay will have uh, he has the coaching advantage over Cliff Kingsbury. And like I just said, this is their rookie debuts. Matt Stafford hasn't won one yet. But I mean, now's, not, now's a, a perfect time to do it. And I think he, um, I'm going to set my pick again. But I'll just start. Yeah, I think he's, I think uh, Matt Stafford gets his first, his first playoff win. And I think that they are going to cover the spread too. I think I think the Rams are actually going to handle them. To be honest, uh, I do. I think the Rams get them by about ten points. I mean, they split on the season, so yeah. and they played a pretty tight game. A couple, you know, it was a one touchdown game. The Cardinals definitely were not playing better in that game. That was the last time the Rams looked good, though. To be honest with you, um, the Rams for me, they softened up the last four weeks. They they won pretty easy games the last three weeks. So, go ahead. It is a travesty. I just want to add this. If Matt Stafford and the Rams lose on Monday night for that organization, they have no picks, no cap. That is a disaster. That's that's worse than the level for Dallas. Because oh, at least yeah. they didn't give up all their draft picks. And not for nothing, Dallas didn't sell out to, to build a, a Super Bowl Correct. roster. This was a team that was not good last year. Built and, not for you know, I mean, it is Dallas, and everyone, you know, everyone's always going to put that target on the back. But this right here, it's win or you're going to hear it loud. I mean, major if the Rams lose this game. I got and loud. It's, it's it's not. <laughs> it's just it's it's one of those things where like they probably should win this game. Um, without DeAndre Hopkins, the Cardinals have not been the same as a team. 
is not a good excuse because they still have plenty of weapons there. And Kyler has not been playing overly inspiring. Uh, they look like a team that lacks an identity. They, it's quite quite simple. They don't look like the the same team the first half. I mean, they did they did win that. <laughs> they lack identity. I said it last week. They, they just they have no identity right now. Are they a passing football team? Are they a running football team? Are they a defensive football team? Oh, no. I think they're confused. I they, they should be. They they look okay. confused since D Hop went down. Tyler hasn't been the same quarterback. It, it's a fact. It's a fact. And guess what else though? The other thing is, is the I mean, the last time they actually they had a fucking major game to win, it was against Dallas, and they handled Dallas. It wound up being a field goal game, but they showed up in that big game. Um, and they played hard in Seattle last week. They still put up 30 last week. It wasn't their best game. Um, but they, they manhandled Dallas. That was the last time. Uh, that That's kind of sticking in my head. It's like I think that this is going to be a really tight game. Um, I'm uninspired by both teams, really. I'm uninspired. Yeah, yeah. pick your loser. It, it's really it, – it comes down to I think that the Cardinals are going to get a boost because I think J.J. Watt's going to be playing in this game. And that, that's the last time they were a really, really good football team. Not only was when Hopkins was playing, but you have J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. Okay, That's a good point. It's a, it's a locker room boost, leadership boost, okay? But then the pass rush, the pass rush for me, I think is going to get home in this game. And that's the other thing is the Rams pass rush. I think that's the X factor for both teams, the pass rush for both of these teams. Obviously, the quarterback's an easy pick. Because both of them are not playing well right now. And they both have a lot of questions to answer. But for me, both of these teams, they're going to win if the pass rush gets home. Both offensive lines are mediocre, but at least at least Kyler can get away from the pass rush. I'm not so sure with Stafford. Uh, you've got to look out for Cooper Cup in this matchup, obviously. And the run games, like, I'm not so sure either team will be able to establish it. I would think that the Rams have a better shot at establishing the run in this one. Um, so I think that we got to make our picks and close it out, guys. I think this is this is a tough one. It's a really yeah. tough one. Who wants to start? I'm taking the Rams both ways. Um, and it's Rams I, minus four. Sorry. Uh, it's Rams minus four at home. Go yeah, ahead. I'm taking the Rams. I just think the Rams... Uh, mainly Matt Stafford just have, has too much on the line. And I think he's going to get his first playoff win and, you know, get that monkey off his back. Oh, Nick. got to be honest. <laughs> you like the fucking Cardinals? <laughs> this, this man's been on the Rams all year. Pause. <laughs> yeah, pause. Uh, and it's funny. I literally just said Kyler, might, he's probably going to be one and done. I... I it's you know what's weird for me in this game? It's the Monday night mystique. It's the Monday night upset bullshit mystique where you wake up Tuesday morning with the headlines is Cardinals shock the world and they fucking beat the Rams. Then then you know the Rams have a closeout press conference on ESPN. Here comes here comes, quotes, here comes the quotes about the Rams uh, off season from the head coach about him being not committal to to Matthew Stafford next year. I can see it already. I can see it already. I, I can see it already, and it's crazy. It. I have love the of your prediction. I, I I am. I, I I haven't picked an upset this weekend, and if there's gonna, <laughs> this is the game. Give me the Cardinals to win, baby. <laughs> okay, I don't give a fuck. Cause give me the fucking Cardinals. 
my god, dude. Yeah, I, I talked myself into it, dude. Like, the Monday Night Mystique. And I, 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 I'm falling for it. I am. I'm falling, for the I'm falling for the headlines on Tuesday morning. I've seen it all throughout my whole years of living, watching football. I thought anybody was going to do that today. I thought for sure it would be policy. However. I'm oh, following. my God. It's, it's actually not even a thought for me. I got the Cardinals outright. <laughs> oh, shit. I outright. And I have had them outright all week. Because you want to know why? Everything I just said. J.J. Watt's coming back. I think that's huge. Everyone's forgetting. It's oh. just, he, it is. It's J.J. Watt. He's like a. Uh, he's like the fucking Incredible Hulk. You see this, man? I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't believe it. Bro, it, it's as simple as this. It's, it's washed up. It's Both of these teams have not been playing well, and the last team to play an actual good game and win was the Cardinals two weeks ago. That's the last time. You know, and That's I fair. think it's I think it's going to be a major boost with JJ Watt back. And I just every time I I see this, I see Matthew Stafford throwing two picks and and having a hard time. I do wonder though, is Cam Akers possibly going to be a factor? I know that Sony Michelle's been balling. Cam Akers probably going to be used a little bit more in this game. I think fresh legs. Okay, you got to wonder if Chase Edmonds is healthy enough to deliver. Uh, that's another weapon for them. Well, James Conner might not be able to play. That's a big loss for the Cardinals. He's been... He's, yeah. he's, he, it's it's bad timing for him to be hurt because they need him to, to have a physical brand of football in the playoffs. Um, it, it's really... I don't have great confidence out of these teams, but I'm just telling you right now, I can see, you know, it'll be more like the first time around than the second. It's going to be a tight game. I can't see why the line's four, to be honest with you. I thought this is a this might be a field goal game the whole game, and I think the Cardinals are going to win because their QB can escape the pressure. I think both sides are going to be able to get some pressure, and I think both sides are going to be making plays, actually. I actually think this could be a higher-scoring game, but I, I think that the Rams are going to have a couple turnovers. So, and by the way, if the Cardinals lose this, I would not be surprised in the slightest if Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury gets fired. No fucking shot. I know it's crazy because he went. He was here. I know. He went I mean, from that to being at one point in the season. He was like, "Oh yeah, Cliff Kingsbury should be the." Coach. I know, and we all had him. We all had him. He was the odds-on favorite, but guess what? He has not been able to turn this operation around, and he's got a lot of questions to answer. Well, really. and by the way. To be honest with you, I mean, I think Kyler Murray should have a lot of questions answered too. Because if if, if he loses, you know, another playoff game, you know, is he well, this, is, this is, is his your first playoff game for that hump? That's that you got to question it because if you're going to put every other uh, quarterback on the same platform, he's got to be he's got to be a, you know held accountable too. If he's he can't, gonna, I've done. He should be questioned too. He's going to be held to a higher standard. But let's be realistic, oh. though. The logical progression with this. The guy has developed into an MVP caliber quarterback, and now he took the next step in the progression of getting into the playoffs. They exceeded expectations. So he's going to be held to a higher standard because of talent, but there's not going to be a question about his job or anything or whether or not he's he's good. It's going to be, oh, well, he got there now. Now next year, the target's going to be on his back major because now he got into the playoffs – and now, if he if he performs like he did in the second half, 
again, then there's going to be a lot of questions to answer whether or not he can do this thing. So next year, look out. I think this year he's not going to get passed, but Cliff Kingsbury is the one to watch. And by the way, McVay is going to hear it too if they lose this game. They literally need to be in the Super Bowl or he's going to hear it too. He won't lose his job, but he's going to hear it. This team's going to hear it. This franchise. Well, I think this, this game is major for both parties, to be honest with you. It is. Because More so for the fans. Let's lose because my thing is, all right, so Kyler got them to the playoffs. Okay, cool. But Jalen Hurts got the Eagles to the playoffs. Why are we? Why are the Eagles evaluating Jalen Hurts, but the Cardinals are not evaluating Kyler Murray? I don't. No one's, Nick, no one's saying they're not, Nick. No one's saying they're not. But the, the thing is, here is this is much more meaningful for the Rams to win. They have to win this game. They're oh, yeah. literally absolutely. It's, it's two teams in completely. It's two teams in completely different directions in their franchise. Like. Kyler's going to be a fourth-year QB next year coming off of a playoff appearance, and it's just its not the same. Matthew Staff has been around forever. He has he has a legacy to answer to. I know, but, bro, it's just it's not, even, it's not even the same. They're not even comparable situations. It's really not. It's going to be seen as a successful season for the Cardinals. When they were 8-1, they were talking Super Bowl. And then the, the, the second half of the season, they sputtered. And then now, all of a sudden, if they get to the playoffs, that's an accomplishment. What happened to holding the Super Bowl standard? And then, and I'm just being honest. We got if we're going to be real consistent with the Super Bowl talk with the team, then you know, making the playoffs just can't be enough. Hey, maybe people that's, jumped the gun. I did a little bit too. I'm not. I'm, not to, I'm just. I'm just trying to be. I'm just. I'm just saying. I mean, I yeah. just think you're placing a lot higher emphasis on this team than than everyone else will. That's all I'm trying to say. I mean, honestly, Mike, not to not to dive too much into this because we've been going on a little bit, but I'm I mean, that's been my biggest issue is with the whole Kyler situation. You know, when you and I have had our fun sparring sessions, I just feel like you know everybody talks about him, you know, MVP, this, that, and the third, and it's like he always fake flakes out at the end of the year. Like not for nothing, you could I can make an argument right now that through Kyler Murray's two years and Jalen Hurts is one year, Jalen Hurts is on a better project trajectory. He it's possible first year, and he don't have DeAndre Hopkins. It's possible. I'm not going to argue that. No, but I'm not saying saying he's exempt of criticism. I'm just saying I think that it's without question if the Rams, if the Rams bust out here, this is, that's, that's the headline here. The Cardinals, the Cardinals Cardinals will be, Kyler Murray will get his criticism and he'll get it from me too. But I think that they already, they already have gotten it. Think that they have gotten it, and you're you're gonna hear it maybe a little bit louder. But next year is the year for me. Next, next year, year Kyler Murray is going. If they if they look at this game, he will be under a microscope next year. Pivotal, pivotal. I think he already will be because he's got a lot to answer to next year. Yeah, I already I'm do. Totally with you on next year for Kyler will be the year that he enters but, that ridiculous microscope criticism. And that's the that's the year. Typically, year four for quarterback. I mean, you got to know the answer. You got to know if this guy is your ride or die. So, so, so to, for you guys, there's no chatter in the offseason about Kyler Murray at all. No, no. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, d- depending on his performance. So if he, if he has a bad game, let's say, he's going to hear it. But to a lesser extent than Matthew Stafford would, if he lost. This is a guy who's, you but know, my, on that fine line of Hall of Fame potentially. But my thing is this: he's going to get criticism because he's a big name player. But here's the thing, like. He was eight and one. 
They were talking about Super Bowl. I mean, I think you predicted them to go to Super Bowls too. I think at one point. This season, I did absolutely. Like different, it, different team like, though. That could have been a, like an emotional pick, you know. I, you know, I, and I get that. We all did. We all we had the Ravens there. They were looking great. Oh, absolutely. Like that was <laughs> it's a long season. I get it, but like, if they were eight and one, and ESPN was talking about Super Bowl, is this the year Kyler, you know, really takes that step where he's claiming to be? Uh, you know, a top three quarterback in this league is he the MVP? So they go from eight and one being Super Bowl talk to now, okay, if they make the playoffs and lose, okay, it was still an accomplishment because they made the playoffs and nobody expected this to be there. But how do you go from Super Bowl to that? Like, to all, me, due, all due respect, Nick, gotta hold you, gotta be accountable for your best player. I know you lost DeAndre Hopkins, but if he is that player, if he's that guy, it don't matter who the fuck you got, bro. Brady won with Hogan. He won with fucking Edelman. He won with Philip Dorsett. I mean, come on. If you're that guy, if you are that franchise cornerstone guy that that you can depend on, no matter what, he's winning you. That he's winning you a playoff game. And he's, we're, we're, we're going to learn a lot here. This is this is going to say a lot. Yeah. All due respect. All due respect. I didn't hear any Super Bowl chatter except for myself. I, I got to be honest with you. I think everybody was wondering if they're for real or not. And I think that most people thought that they were for real, and they definitely turned heads a little bit in the yeah. second half. I'm just saying, I didn't, I didn't hear any Super Bowl chatter from the, about this team. It was too early in the season, and I don't think anybody was reaching that far. I think they were too surprised that they even were undefeated at the point. I don't think they were getting the Super Bowl chatter. I threw it in there at the time, though, because they had a recipe that could have gotten them there. Now they're a different team, though, too. And... They are not exempt. I've been criticizing them a ton in the second half of the season. They they are, have absolutely been a different team. They've been playing worse. Kyler has not been the same player either. He's not exempt from criticism. He's going to get it because he's a high-profile player. He's going to get it. Everybody already has been on him a little bit. This game so, on Monday night, with this amount of pressure and being the Monday night game, man, this is a big game for, for both franchises, both yeah. head coaches, both quarterbacks, legacies. All that stuff is right. Is, I mean, well, because here's the thing: for Matt Stafford than Kyler, like right. Kyler, you can absorb a first-round loss. I mean, Lamar lost two in a row. Peyton lost a few. Sure. So that happens. Right now, the thing is, though, there's more to be had here. Like, if the Rams win, it's okay; they were expected to. If the Cardinals win, it's like, okay, we got to take them seriously because they got the job done. So yeah. that's the thing. It's like it's two varying situations, but it should be interesting. And this is this is probably the most. Like, th this is the toughest game to pick, I think, the whole week. This is the toughest game, and we're going to see what happens, guys. This is a great discussion, by the way. This is absolutely yeah. great dis discussion. Love. We don't normally carry on unless we're fucking having fire here, and I yeah. think I think we had great, great discussion tonight. Yeah. Um, so I hope everybody enjoyed it. I'm going to actually do my job now as the tech guy for the night. I'm going to put the P&I stuff on in the background, and we're going to we're going to wind this baby down, all right? How's that sound? Are we good? Everybody good? Everybody everybody ready to call tonight? Get tired here, man. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, you know the drill at this point. Prize picks, baby. This episode of P&I, episode 49, right? Almost 50 episodes deep. This episode was brought to you by Prize Picks. Your home for daily fantasy sports. New users who sign up for Prize Picks today using the promo code ICONIC will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's again, promo code ICONIC. 
prize picks. Daily fantasy made easy. Check us out on PropsHQ.com where we were live tonight. That's the Props Network. We regularly will have our show updates up there, live streams, um, our Twitter accounts up there. It's an amazing website. Check it out. Okay. And then next week, a reminder, so the next show is not Monday. The next show is Tuesday so that we can analyze this crazy-ass Monday game that we just spent a lot of time talking about because it's that insane, okay? So we're, we're doing the show on Tuesday at 8 p.m. This will also be a live stream. Philly Phil's going to be back. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Phil, I can't wait. I, fucking pumped for that. As for the as for the weekend, guys, okay. Stay tuned for all of our DFS lineups on social media. We're gonna post our game picks again for everybody to see. It's gonna be up on our Instagram. We're gonna have a Saturday contest for DFS classic contest. All right. This is Saturday games only. So you got two games on that slate. You got Sunday contest, three game slate classic same thing all right and then you got monday showdown captain contest all right so you got three contests coming your way you're gonna have our lineups go make some money we've been doing really well with with our picks and dfs lineups for that matter go out and compete it's the playoffs baby all right i'm ready to pass it off to nick theories have a great night guys thank you so much go ahead nick Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on PropsHQ.com, uh, Google uh, Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. So subscribe to us, like it, rate us five stars, do whatever you got to do to get our name out there. We appreciate it. Um, also, follow us on all of our socials, such as Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And we'll see you guys Tuesday night at PNI. Playoffs. <laughs>